Are you ready to turn your investments into retirement income? Listen in as Jeremy Kyle and his guests reveal ways you can make smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions to achieve your ideal retirement. You will learn more about your money so you can feel better about your money and make better money decisions. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and we're here to turn your retirement savings into a consistent income. Today, we're not talking so much about income. We're talking about something that's important as well, your expenses, especially your healthcare expenses, especially when you turn 65. So we brought on a friend of ours, Tom Qualley, who's been on the podcast before, and he's going to be closing out our Medicare series. We've been talking about Medicare the last few episodes. So Tom, welcome to the show. Jeremy, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And we uh, we prepared for the last one. We I said this one we're doing off the cuff because I'm going to try to get us into an argument. That's that's my hope today. Awesome. Let's yeah. go. The, the whole point <laughs> is we're talking uh, Medicare insurance. And I get this question all the time, which one's better, Medicare Advantage or Medicare Supplement? So we're going to try to do a, a debate, a head-to-head Medicare Advantage versus Medicare Supplement. I know you're incredibly fair and unbiased when you're helping clients out to decide which way to go. But I'm yeah, gonna, this will be a tough one for me. I know, but I'm going to ask you to try to be a little bit biased towards Medicare Advantage, and I'm going to try to be a little bit biased towards Medicare Supplement. How's that sound? Okay, works for me. We'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. And you're giving me the easy came, one. The easy one. Oh, see, you're already into it. <laughs> you're already into it. Good. Well, uh, a lot of this had to do, or got kicked up in my mind from a lot of articles I've read in the last month or so, one from Kiplinger, one from the Wall Street Journal, and uh, we'll link to both of those in the show notes. I thought they did a pretty good job of talking through the pluses and minuses of, of both of those, and they had just eight different points about Medicare Advantage, Medicare Supplement, and let's uh, let's just go through those points and see how you, Tom, coming from the point of Medicare Advantage, could try to sway our, our listeners, and I'll try to sway our listeners from the, the point of Medicare Supplement, and hopefully that'll help people realize, okay, these are the pros and cons of each different area. All right, the first step, or the first kind of contention is that supplemental insurance is usually the best option for people who can afford it or have health issues. So I'll let you start first. What do you, what do you think in time? How do you feel about that one? You know, and I've looked over all these bullet points and quite honestly, they're, they're kind of arguments I've had before. <laughs> um, sure. I believe it. Now the supplemental insurance, usually best option for people who can afford it or have health issues. I can, for the most part, actually agree with that. On the other hand, there are health issues that are more healthcare use oriented, um, mm-hmm. for the lack of a better term, meaning that some health issues mean that you're very actively seeing doctors and hospitals and receiving treatments and having a lot of services done. There's a lot of other major medical issues that really only require just a daily medication and mm-hmm. maybe a quarterly follow-up or an annual follow-up with a doctor. Um, sure. So that can be kind of loaded because a Medicare supplement is definitely going to cost more monthly with a premium, but it's going to provide, you know, in some cases up to 100% coverage. So there can definitely be an argument that for people with more health issues, this makes more sense. Statistically, cancer is the number one thing that's going to get a person to hit their annual maximum on a Medicare Advantage plan. So especially in the case of a person saying, hey, I'm going on to Medicare, I have cancer, I'm currently going through treatments or I'm going to be starting treatment soon, 
that's one of those situations where I definitely would recommend a supplement. But if a person has, say, diabetes, that's something that is more managed with medication and insulin. So a Medicare Advantage plan would work probably great for a person that their main major issue is diabetes. Yeah. Okay. I like those uh, two examples there. How about, I hear this one a lot too, dialysis. Any thoughts on that one? So dialysis, it kind of depends because we find a lot of people that are on dialysis are actually under the age of 65, um, strangely oh, enough. Okay. And <clears throat> part of the issue there is Medicare supplements are very expensive for people under the age of 65. Mm -hmm. um, the average right now in Wisconsin is probably $400 per month for a yep. Medicare supplement in the state of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And so that would be $4,800 a year just in premium, not even including the prescription drug plan that could be added onto that. So then you look at Medicare Advantage and you can get a plan that's $0 a month with an annual out-of-pocket maximum of $4,500, $4,600 for the year. So a Medicare Advantage plan in that case actually makes more sense because you're going to save more money by paying the copays and things out of pocket um, for the dialysis versus paying the supplemental premiums. Got it. Well, that's interesting too. And that's, that just shows the, uh, the whole point of working with an expert, someone that's making thousands of Medicare guidance decisions every year versus most people make their Medicare decision once in their lifetime, maybe once a year at the maximum. I, I hadn't thought about that one uh, before. So there, I'm going to, I was striking one up for supplement, but I think Advantage has got a little little advantage there for the pre-65. People are probably listening, thinking, what are you talking about, Medicare before 65? If you're on Social Security yeah. Disability, you can get uh, Medicare after two years of being on uh, Social Security Disability. Although some people, I think, are right away that you can get Medicare. Uh, do you know who those people are? So many people that are deemed disabled and are under 65, once they're deemed disabled by a medical professional, they can apply for Medicare disability. Once they do that, they're going to receive Social Security disability payments for 24 months. And then at the end of that 24 months, they're going to start Medicare and their Medicare benefits will kick in. Now, for people that have Medicare that starts right away, once they're deemed disabled, that's in the cases where a medical between a medical prof professional and a judge they determined that the disability had been ongoing for at least 24 months before diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So then they can kind of almost in a sense backdate the eligibility for their Medicare so that their Medicare can start right away. Got it. Well, hopefully there's not too many people in that situation, but thankfully if they are, you can get the social security disability payments and the Medicare as soon as possible. I didn't, uh, I had not thought of one. I had somebody about uh, six or seven years ago, I think it was, and they, it's before I met you, Tom, and they had this whole <laughs> oh, disability good. about two years. They, I think they were 63 or so. And so they, they got a Medicare supplement. You're right on. It was like 400, I think even $500 a month at the time. All of a sudden they turned 65 and they're just in like the regular pool, not the, um, the pool of people below 65 that obviously the insurance companies realize that you're on it because of a disability and probably have higher health costs. And so her plan went from like 500 a month down to 150 ish a month. So that's uh, so that's it was a good thing for her turning 65. But now I know for the next folks to look at um, Medicare Advantage. And I imagine, tell me if I'm wrong, I imagine if you're on Medicare Advantage below 65, turning 65 might be a trigger that you could choose to go to supplement. Would that be 
right on? Absolutely. So okay. people that have Medicare disability prior to 65 or Medicare prior to 65 due to a disability, they're going to really get two initial enrollment periods or two mm-hmm. open enrollment periods. So they're going to have their open enrollment period initially when their Medicare starts for the first time. And then they'll have another open enrollment period actually at 65. So they could go, say say a person is on disability and they go on a Medicare Advantage plan prior to 65, because obviously what we talked about before with the premiums versus the maximum out of pocket. But then when they turn 65, the premiums for Medicare supplements reduce drastically. So like you said, four or $500 a month down to about an average of about $150 a month for the same coverage. So turning 65 is another opportunity to say, let's review this coverage and let's see if going from a Medicare Advantage to a Medicare supplement makes sense based on my medical usage at this point, or if sticking with Medicare Advantage also makes sense at that point. For sure. And uh, And everybody's different. Yeah, that's that's what you got to do. You got to look and see how it, it, that's the problem with these uh, articles is they have to make blanket statements that are generally true, but boy, are there exceptions out there. And interesting on this blanket statement, I hear this all the time, and I probably have said it myself, where a supplement is better if you can afford it. And yet at the same time, okay, we're talking about 150 a month versus possibly $0 a month. If you are somebody that can't afford high costs, well, the $150 a month for a supplement, if that's the, the general cost, I think is a, a better, more predictable potential than oh my goodness, I hit the out-of-pocket maximum on Advantage and I have this $5,000 bill that pops up. I hear that argument of, well, I have um, lower income, so I should go with Advantage, so my costs are lower. I think if there's lower income, perhaps you ought to protect yourself more against the bigger uh, costs that could come out there. What's your your thought there? Oh boy, that's a big can of worms right there. I believe it. For for higher income earners, and and here's the interesting thing, is I, I work with people with lower incomes, medium income, and high income. I have customers that have very high incomes and choose Medicare Advantage. I have people with lower incomes that choose Medicare supplements, and it kind of runs the gamut. The way that I do it, of course, is we're all education-based here at Sovereign. So the first thing we're going to do is educate a person on exactly what Medicare is, what their options are when it comes to Medicare supplements, Part D prescription drug plans, Medicare Advantage plans, give them the pros and the cons of both, and really let people choose. So it's it's easy to say in these in these articles online that you know it's usually the best option for people who can afford it, but that's not necessarily true because if you can afford it or you can't afford it, it's all going to be based on your usage because. If you buy, if you're like, hey, I'm super wealthy and I'm going to buy a Medicare supplement, doesn't matter what the cost is, I'm just going to pay it. The coverage is great. Medicare supplements definitely are the most comprehensive and flexible coverage that a person can buy when they're on Medicare. But the downside to Medicare supplements is, of course, you pay a premium for it, an average of, like we were talking about, $150 a month. But remember, the Medicare supplements are going to increase. Um, and they're going to increase pretty substantially every year. Specifically in Wisconsin, we're averaging at least 10% per year in rate increases on mm. Medicare supplements. So they're they're pretty drastic rate increases. And quite honestly, a lot of people that are, that are higher income earners are a little bit more savvy in that sense where they go, you know, I could pay this premium, but 
I could also pay little to no premium, have a Medicare Advantage plan, and almost take on a little bit of a self-insurance position and mm-hmm. say if I, if my maximum is $4,500 or $5,000, $4,500 or $5,000, especially to a higher net worth person, that may only happen once every five, 10 years, they're going to look at that as a good investment. Sure. Um, and there's also arguments to the opposite. Right. Yep. Well, you skipped to another point that was made that supplemental plans usually get more expensive as you get older. I'm going to go probably go beyond usually it. it, I think it always happens. Always. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I'm being nice. Yep. Well, we'll agree on that one that that supplemental plans (laughs) usually get more expensive as you get older. And I think we'll agree on this one too, that having Medicare alone is risky. I cannot believe this number. It says that according to the Kaiser Family Foundation, 5.6 million Americans are in traditional Medicare and do not have supplemental insurance, do not have advantage insurance. They're just, um, they're taking a full load of financial risks there. And it's just uh, amazing. A lot of people think, oh, it's Medicare. I'm, I'm covered. Now it's less likely that somebody ends up in a, um, like a car accident was their example. You're in a car accident, you have to go to a skilled nursing facility, a nursing home, and Medicare covers the first 20 days. But for the next 80 days, you're on the hook of a copay of 185 a day. Uh, that's like 15 grand right there. And that's that's just the facility charges. We're not talking the medical bills. And I, it's interesting, they gave us exact example. We had a, a client about two or three years ago, was in a big car accident, was in the um, nursing home for well over 100 days, and they have supplement insurance that came in and, and helped pay for that. And I just can't imagine what the bill was uh, if if he did not have the Medicare supplement insurance. So yeah, I just, I can't believe anyone uh, is skipping out on it. Um, but 5.6 million Americans without supplement or advantage, that seems nuts to me. It's a little crazy. And that number, like when you say it as 5.6 million, that is a little more shocking. When you look at it from an overall big picture perspective of how many people are actually on Medicare, It's only about 2% of people that are on Medicare don't have some form of supplemental insurance or Medicare Advantage, but that still adds up to a lot of people. There is a ton of people in this country (laughs) um, and a ton of people that are on Medicare. So There you go. Well, I can't imagine why anyone would not have uh, supplement or or, uh, Advantage insurance, something. I did have a client, this is a few years back, and they turned 65 and they, at the time, this is probably about eight, nine years ago, I was only uh, able to help with supplement insurance. Again, I didn't know you, Tom. I should have met you earlier. Uh, <laughs> so I helped uh, the wife. She turned 65 first. She got Medicare supplement. She didn't use it for about two years because she's perfectly healthy. And she looks at the premium and says, well, what's the point? So she dropped it. And I said, that seems kind of silly. She said, well, I'm gonna, I'm just going to take my chances. So there's some big chances out there. Then her husband uh, turned 65. He didn't get the Medicare supplement. I'm thinking these people are at a huge amount of risk. And so I was talking to them periodically saying, you're on the hook for 20%. You know, you have big medical bills for a million bucks, $500,000, something happens. Yeah, it's completely rare chance. You're on the hook for 20%. And then thankfully after a few years, they did just sign up for a Medicare Advantage. They're like, well, I'm just gonna have something. Um, So I I know someone that did skip out on it. And I just felt like every day was a risk uh, to them. And thankfully they're they're on a a plan now. And so they, they have... A lot less risk there with the, those medical bills. Oh, I 100% agree with you. I mean, Medicare Advantage at least has 
that cap on how much you can spend out of pocket each year. So that 4,500 or 5,000. So that's like those people who it's like, she might, she might've been able to afford the premiums for the Medicare supplement. So kind of going back to, you know, Mm -hmm. our argument here, she may have been able to afford it, but financially she was looking at it as a disadvantage to be paying those premiums and not using the coverage. And even if you just say, okay, it's $150 a year, or $150 a month, just call it with drug coverage, call it $2,000 a year. That would be increasing 10%. Let's not even take that into account. Just say three years, that is $6,000 in premium. And say she didn't use it over those three years. Now, Mm -hmm. if she had Medicare Advantage, and let's say it was just a zero premium plan with a $5,000 maximum out of pocket, and let's say in the fourth year, all of a sudden she uses it. And says, okay, I'm going to use, I'm using major coverage now and I'm hitting this $5,000 maximum. She's averaging over those four years far less than what she would have paid out of pocket on a Medicare supplement. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, so there's different ways to cut it, if that makes sense. And really, in a way, it's the same money, relatively speaking. Like, I don't think the government has it set up to where they're giving more money to people that have Medicare Advantage versus Medicare Supplement. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm, I'm thinking theoretically at least, it's all the same dollars. And so it's just kind of how it comes out to you. Yeah, so if we're just talking straight Medicare, just original Medicare Part A and Part B, you know, what the doctors get paid, is that kind of what you're talking about? Just kind of like what the government spends on somebody that's on Medicare Supplement versus somebody that's on Medicare Advantage. If they spend the oh. same dollar amount, then you, you think the coverage, it should all come out in the wash. Like if the government spends about 10 grand on someone on supplement and the same 10 grand on someone on advantage, like, yes, the, the insurances are kind of maneuvered and figured differently, but it's, it's got to average out, right? Well, it, so in a way, but there, the statistics coming out right now, which is, which are very in favor of Medicare advantage from a financial Mm -hmm. standpoint we're definitely finding with all the data that's been gathered over the years, Medicare Advantage plans have been around since 1997. And we're finally seeing now all the true data coming out showing that what people spend on average for their medical cost is far less on Medicare Advantage compared to what they pay in premiums on Medicare supplements. Interesting. But there is the argument, of course, that Medicare supplements provide you full flexibility. There's Mm -hmm no network of doctors or hospitals. You can see any doctor anywhere in the country that accepts Medicare or at least even agrees to bill Medicare. I mean, your coverage is the same coast to coast. There are plans that can give you up to 100% coverage, no deductibles, no co-pays, no bills. Right. So, so there's a lot of positive to Medicare supplements, but it's just really that cost versus what's it worth and what is what is that person's exposure to that. You know, like I said, if a person comes into my office and says, Hey, I got, I have cancer, I'm going through treatments right now, then we're likely going to go towards a Medicare supplement for that case. Um, but if a person comes in and says, Hey, I'm super healthy. I don't take a lot of medications. Medicare advantage might be a really suitable fit for them. Mm -hmm. And another argument to Medicare advantage is that especially when people are new to Medicare or they're transitioning to Medicare Advantage for their first time, say they had a supplement for five years, 10 years, and the premiums have gone up and they're like, you know what, maybe I should try one of these Medicare Advantage plans. Federal law gives people a 12 month trial period on the first time that they enroll in Medicare Advantage. 
So they get a one 12-month trial period in their lifetime to try Medicare Advantage. And if they don't like it within the first year, they can go back to the to the supplement they were on previously. Yeah. Interesting. So you can like try it before you buy it. Like take, take it for a 12-month test drive and then get right yep. back to supplement if you really truly need it or prefer Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, I appreciate people uh, knowing that. That's that's yeah. a bit of news to me in a way. I've always suggested, hey, start with supplement because it's a lot easier to switch to Advantage than the other way around. We're going to talk about that later on. But I was going to say, is know, that one of the points we're going to argue? That is, that, let's do it right now. That is one of the points. <laughs> uh, it can be difficult switching to Medicare with supplement insurance. And yeah, because I figure uh, you turn 65-ish or whatever your initial time is to get into Medicare and, your, and the Medicare insurances. And every insurance company has to take you when you you get to those enrollment periods those special uh, those like initial enrollment periods and later on they don't have to take you and i've got a feeling that if you're an insurance company i'm not an insurance company but i'm just i'm just guessing let's pretend i'm i'm an insurance company and somebody shows up to me and says i've been on advantage for a few years and i want to switch over to supplement uh you know it's it's got better coverage like well why do you want the better coverage like I got a strong feeling it's because some additional health thing popped up that suggests that the the uh, individual wants a better coverage. And I'm going to be suspicious as a insurance company on whether I want to take them on as a client or not. And they've got that right. The insurance company has that right to, to do that. I mean, that's typically the case is, hey, I, I have a medical issue now or I need a big surgery. Can I get over to a Medicare supplement? And so the, the rules is, or the rules are, that Medicare Advantage and Medicare supplements, the way they accept clients is a little bit different. So Medicare mm -hmm. Advantage plans, they never ask any health questions to qualify. People yeah. just have to be able to enroll during a valid what's called election period or also known as enrollment period. So one of the common ones is the annual enrollment period, the October 15th to December 7th is basically a free for all where anybody, whether they're on a Medicare supplement, on Medicare only, or if they're already on a Medicare Advantage plan, can enroll into a new Medicare Advantage plan. They're always guaranteed accepted during that time. Mm -hmm. Now, you also have that 12-month trial period we were talking about. So anybody that enrolls in a Medicare Advantage plan for their first time or leaves a Medicare supplement and enrolls in a Medicare Advantage for, for their first time gets a 12-month trial period based on federal law and can go back to the original supplement they were on. And if they had not, if they were new to Medicare and did not have a previous supplement and they're in their 12 month trial, they can actually go back to, they can actually go into any supplement they want within that first 12 months. Got it. I see, I like hearing that stuff because it's, people need to know what else is out there and make the best decision. And it's kind of nice. Uh, a lot of times I'll tell people with the, when they make their pension decision, especially, you fill out paperwork once and like you can never change it again. So you better you better make the right decision because this is like a 30-year decision. With Medicare, I've always taken kind of, it's kind of the same way, like you decide once in a way and you're kind of stuck, except you're not as fully stuck. Like there's there's some outs. Yeah. And I like hearing that there's some outs there because that's good. People need more choices and that's that's a good thing. Well, the law is on our side when, it, when in the Medicare program. And a good mm -hmm. agent, a good, agent knows the laws and we hear a lot like i'll sit down with people and they'll say to me well if i go with a medicare advantage plan i'll never be able to get a medicare supplement again and i'm mm -hmm. like well who told you that well i met with a couple other agents and they told me that i'm like well that's not exactly true and 
you know, I'm not going to throw another agent under the bus because quite honestly, I don't know if they're interpreting exactly what they're saying correctly. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to say it. Here's, here's the actual rules. Sure. Um, now you get, you can go into Medicare Advantage, say they're new to Medicare. They go, I'm going to try it for 12 months. Okay. Try it for 12 months. Anytime within that first 12 months, if they want to go to a Medicare supplement, they can, they can choose any supplement on the market, guaranteed accepted. Mm -hmm. Now, if they keep the Medicare Advantage plan past that 12 month trial. Now we're going to be talking about underwriting and health questions. So if after that 12 months they go, you know what, I think I'm ready to try a Medicare supplement. First of all, they have to be able to leave a Medicare Advantage plan during a valid election period. So typically that would be the annual open enrollment period. So again, that October 15th to mm -hmm. December 7th time. But there's also a time period called the Medicare Advantage open enrollment period, which runs from January 1st to March 31st of each year. Now, during that time, a person can make a one-time switch to their Medicare Advantage plan for the year. I like to lovingly call it the buyer's remorse period. But you could also leave Medicare Advantage during the first quarter of the year go back to original Medicare Part A and Part B, and then you can buy a Medicare supplement. But you are going to be, a person would be underwritten, so they would actually sure. have to answer health questions. And based on their current health at that time, they could be accepted and could be denied. So that's where that fear comes in of, hey, if I go Medicare Advantage, I'll never go be able to go to a supplement again. Now, that's not true because if a person is healthy enough, they can leave Medicare Advantage any year during those enrollment periods and go to a Medicare supplement as long as they can pass the health questions. Now, it is true in the case of a person who has some major medical issues and is trying to leave their Medicare Advantage and go to the supplement where they would be denied in some of those cases. It's Jeremy Kyle here, and I know you're listening to the Retirement Reveal Podcast because you want to learn more about making great retirement decisions. I've created a free video course for you to do just that. Head over to 5stepretirementplan.com and sign up to receive this video training right in your email inbox. We broke down our 5-step retirement plan into bite-sized videos so you can get started on the retirement, investment, and tax planning you need to create a consistent retirement income. Go to 5stepretirementplan.com, use the number or spell it out, you'll get there either way. 5stepretirementplan.com. Thanks for listening, and now for the rest of the show. Got it. I'm going to roll some of these things into one where, okay, it can be difficult switching to Medicare with supplement insurance. And uh, a lot of times maybe people uh, prefer advantage if they're healthier to begin with. And when I said just a little bit ago about the pension especially, but even your Medicare and your Social Security decision is a lot of people, I think, look at these as if, okay, what's the best thing for me next month or next year? And I think you ought to look at a lot of these decisions, all of them probably, of uh, what's best for me over your, your lifetime. So I'd, I'd make a, a bit of an argument towards supplement to say, if it's difficult to switch from Medicare uh, supplement, I'm sorry, switch into supplement insurance later on when you're older, and yes, you are maybe healthy now, but this, this decision could last till you're 85, 90, 95, 100. Let's think about what's, you know, what's probably the best thing overall for your entire lifetime. And I'm gonna say right here, okay, advantage or supplement, go whichever way you want. But I just encourage people, don't take it a, an approach of, all right, it's it's the fall, what's best for me next year? Maybe it's the fall, but what's the the best for me over my lifetime? What, what does that sound like to you? 
So I'm going to take a two-prong approach in my response to that. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, I think one of the most important aspects of making a decision um, on whether it's on Medicare and probably pertains to a lot of things, but specifically we'll just talk about Medicare plans in this. Comfort is a huge factor. You know, if a person mm-hmm. looks at a Medicare Advantage plan and says, you know, I'm not really into the co-pays. Um, I don't like that there's a HMO network or a PPO network, which, by the way, most Medicare Advantage plans are HMOs or PPOs and affiliated mm-hmm. with some networks of doctors and hospitals. Um, so I think overall, if if there's something that or a product that makes a person uncomfortable, like, say, Medicare Advantage or Medicare supplements, they probably shouldn't go that route. They shouldn't put themselves in an uncomfortable situation. Um, I think that they should be comfortable with whatever they're purchasing. But the second issue is financial. Finance, finances um, or the money aspect of it is going to be a big issue for a lot of people and something that a lot of people weigh heavily. So I, I get your point. And I hear a lot of people actually say, well, what happens when I get older if I'm on Medicare Advantage and I have a lot of health issues? Well, what's going what's, what's gonna to happen during that time that a person is on a Medicare Advantage plan is if they were on a Medicare supplement, I hope I'm not confusing anyone here, the <laughs> supplement would increase year over year, at least 10%. And the, the premiums, right? the monthly premiums. The monthly premiums are going to keep going up, keep going up, keep going up. And what we see is a lot of times by the time people are between the age of 75 and 80, their premiums have exceeded $4,500 or $5,000 per year. Mm-hmm. So by the time, so if a person, so in a lot of cases, when a person starts with a Medicare Advantage plan and stays healthy for a period of years, or maybe has, you know, a bad couple years in between and then healthy for a period of years after on average people are spending a lot less money in out-of-pocket cost on medicare advantage plans even if they have a couple bad years um, Mm -hmm. in between so so a lot of times we'll see that those people that have those rate increases or their supplements being so expensive by the time they're 70 to 80 years old in a lot of cases are actually leaving their supplements and going to medicare advantage anyway um, Got it. So a lot of times leaving them with a feeling of, did I just waste all that money um, mm-hmm. from the time I was 65? Cause I didn't use that policy, but I sure paid the premiums. Right. Got it. All right. I like it. I like the ideas. And I'm going to, I think this last one here and we'll, well, I'll say last one before we talk about this thing called the nuclear option. So stay tuned for that. We, we both saw an article and thought that's an interesting name. We, we had to finish up with that one. Cause that's a funny, uh, <laughs> interesting way to go. Yeah. But this, this last one, uh, I hear this, I talk about it. I think you hear it all the time too. Supplemental plans are the better option for people who travel. And I'm going to say maybe beyond travel, let's add in the snowbirds. Of, okay, you live in Wisconsin, we're based in Wisconsin, and, and you have a house and you go there for maybe six months in a day in Arizona, Florida, Texas. What about that? I, I, I would agree with that so far. Supplemental plans are a better option for people who travel or have like a second home and go, go south for the winter. What, what's your thoughts there? Well, here's my experience. Most people that are snowbirds that I work with, when they travel, whether they're going to Florida, Arizona, Texas, California, whatever, they don't use much, if any, medical services while they're in their second residence. So while mm-hmm. they're away. So typically I'll ask them, you know, 
would you establish a primary care doctor when you're in, you know, your second location, or would you be receiving medical services while you're there? And typically the answer is no. And so in that case, they would typically only be using emergency or urgent care services while they're traveling or doing the Mm -hmm. snowbird thing, which with Medicare Advantage, uh, you have worldwide emergency and urgent care coverage anywhere. Um, It doesn't have to be network-based. So Medicare Advantage plans from emergency room and urgent care standpoint travel very, very well. Now, in addition to that, we're seeing Medicare Advantage plans expanding their networks more so nationally as well and giving people more out-of-state access for doctors and hospitals. Now, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, the networks were definitely slimmer. Now we're seeing the networks on Medicare Advantage plans and more doctors and hospitals accepting them across the country. So really expanding their reach of coverage for people that do travel. So we've found that there are several products that actually travel really well for people that are snowbirds and want Medicare Advantage. So so we've actually found the opposite, that most people that do the snowbird thing really actually choose Medicare Advantage because there's so many Medicare Advantage products now and many that offer great travel coverage. In fact, there's a there's a couple plans in the Wisconsin market that say if you travel outside, you have a network in the state of Wisconsin, but if you travel outside of the state of Wisconsin, you can see any doctor that's willing to build the plan huh. and they'll cover you at the in-network cost. So they actually are as flexible as a Medicare supplement with travel. That, so that just proves the point right there that you ought to be asking, if you're getting into an Advantage plan, you ought to ask about the network. Uh, it says in the article that there are some Advantage plans with national networks. That's an interesting twist. I like that I like that idea of, okay, we're trying to save costs with the Advantage plan by having a local network, but clearly you're not you're, you're beyond local. It's not like you, you went uh, 20 miles away to get to a different doctor when there's a, a doctor and network like next door. You're, you're completely out of the state. You're, you're good for them for covering and having that as part of their, their plan. But I was going to really highlight uh, before we finish this out that if you're on Advantage, please figure out and understand what your network, network is. How does that work? I'll just tell a story. I had a client, um, it's probably about eight or nine years ago, where uh, we talked about supplement versus versus the Advantage. We felt that the supplement was a better uh, situation for them. We signed them up for the supplement. And they had somebody knock on their door and sell them Medicare Advantage because it was free. And I said, are you, are you sure? So they call me up to say, hey, the supplement hasn't started yet because it was before their 65th birthday. I'm canceling this. I'm switching to this free one. I said, are you sure about that? We, we did a big analysis. We thought this was a better deal. No, nope, we're good. He said it's free. Well, next month they moved to the Wisconsin Dells. They, they're in Milwaukee. So someone like knocked on their door in Milwaukee, sold them Advantage. They go to the Wisconsin Dells. They've moved there. They go to all their um, brand new doctors and none of them covers their Advantage plan because they were sold a free plan in the, like that covers a local Milwaukee network. So he called me up and said, is it too late to switch back to supplement? So we got him back to the supplement uh, and that was years ago. But that's just the, the point. Like somebody knocking on your door, somebody uh, sending you a mailer, uh, giving you a phone call that says, hey, here's a free plan. Here's a $0 cost plan. They probably haven't gone through and figured out some important stuff about your finances or your health history or, hey, are you moving next week? You know, they just know that here's a $0 plan. You ought to take it. Well, I personally think they're too trusting of people knocking on their door. Probably, Um, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's actually a lot of laws against that too now um, mm-hmm. that have been in place for many years. I mean, when I, when I first started in the Medicare industry, which was over 15 years ago, it was legal to door knock um, mm-hmm. and prospect by knocking on doors, cold calling, like telemarketing was completely legal to basically anybody. But we've come a lot a long way legislatively in the sense that there are laws against knocking on doors. There is absolutely no cold calling or telemarketing for Medicare Advantage Mm -hmm. or even Part D prescription drug plans. So definitely that's a great important point for your listeners to know is that you know, some of these practices out there that these that some of these agents are using to get in the door or get you on the phone are actually not legal. For the most part, Medicare agents are supposed to kind of put their information out there and allow people to come to them in Got a it. sense. Good. Well, now I know. And that's that I, I'm hoping that the person knocked on our door, that was part of the legal time frame 10 years ago or so. Uh, <laughs> I but hope they're so. in the right spot but, now. I think they're in the right spot now. But good, good to know. Yeah. Like, don't, the downside don't is I see a lot today. of people, yeah, downside is I see a lot of agents like online that are talking about, oh, door knocking is still great. And I'm like, that is just not right. Um, yeah. But we're, you know, our, our philosophy is all about just kindness and being good to people and respecting boundaries. And, you know, we just want anybody that works with us just to feel comfortable and respected. I like it. Well, let's finish up here. This uh, crazy idea called the nuclear option. I like how they call it the nuclear option, but it's important, I suppose. This is a it's it's a way to to do things. That they give an example in the article about uh, somebody that was on Advantage. They developed lung cancer. They wish they were on supplement, and at that time, you're not going to get through underwriting if you have lung cancer on there. But the client, and this is a national newspaper, they said the client uh, with lung cancer moved from Wisconsin to Colorado to get into a supplemental plan because they exercise a nuclear option. If you are on an Advantage plan and you move outside of the the network area, you get like a do-over? How does that work? So if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan and you move outside of your service area, you can actually, you get basically a brand new, um, it kind of like a brand new open enrollment period. They really call it a special enrollment period um, sure. for moving. But when you move outside your service area, and that can be county-based, Medicare mm-hmm. Advantage plans are um, really going to be offered in a series of counties. Like southeastern Wisconsin, for example, typically the Medicare Advantage plans are available. The same plan is available in like Milwaukee, Ozaki, um, Racine. Which is why that person that moved from Milwaukee to the Dells, like, okay, now you're five counties away. That's a different story. So now you're out of your service area. So it could still be within the same state, just a different county, but it could also be a different state. So the nuclear option is really about opening up kind of opening up that special enrollment period for a person Mm -hmm. and kind of playing the game and where this works really well. And we, and I actually have used this before, um, in the case of going back to our snowbirds, people that have a second home, but it may not be their primary residence. Well, now, if they really need to get over to a Medicare supplement and Medicare Advantage is just not working for them, they would have to switch their residency over to that second home. Um, and just, and really, which is simply 
updating their address with Social Security and Medicare mm-hmm. with that address. And then that's going to open up that special enrollment period and get them to enroll in a Medicare supplement. Now, that supplement would have to be a plan that's available in the state that they move to, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I got it. But then the following year, they can move back to Wisconsin and Medicare supplements travel with you state to state. So they don't, sure. uh, you you wouldn't be kicked out or anything like that. Got it. Well, we all learned something new here. The nuclear option, you don't Good. need the uh, you know secret service hanging around with that uh, suitcase, the football, I think they call it, to uh, exercise the nuclear option. You can just you know move across county lines. But that's important. There you go. Uh, I said earlier, you should know how your network works, but you should also be asking if you're on an advantage plan, okay, what's my network? Is it HMO, PPO? Has this work? And what's my service area? Because what if you do move, you know, even just across county lines because you you know, moved out to the country and all of a sudden you got to refigure your whole Medicare Advantage, your whole insurance plan again? That's important stuff to know. What's my service area? And, and now we know. Yeah, and I think with that and knowing all these rules, I mean, we've talked about so many little laws and nuances and tricks that, that people can use when they're on Medicare. And... My big thing right now is if there's any time in history to have a trusted go-to source for Medicare that's going to actually be there for you and answer your calls, now is the time. Now is the time to have that, to establish that trusted relationship with a Medicare advisor. I mean, there's too too much mail coming in the, you know, hitting mailboxes for people on Mm -hmm. Medicare, too many commercials. And, you know, the truth about this industry is I used to say it's it, it was the best kept secret. It was kind of a smaller group of just good people trying to do good things for people that are on Medicare. And those people still exist. Those agents are still there. But the unfortunate part is because of the massive rise in the Medicare population, there's huge firms out there you know, just recruiting mass amounts of agents that are all trying Mm -hmm. to get a piece of the pie. And the unfortunate part is when you have a windfall like that, you know, you're going to have also some fallout. Um, And the fallout is a lot of those bad agents that are doing the unscrupulous things, um, which is very unfortunate. And we don't, and we don't like that. I mean, that's, that's kind of what we fight against from my perspective. So, so that's where having that trusted source um, or that trusted independent agent um, that knows Medicare, knows the laws, now is the time to establish that relationship going forward. So you don't have to feel like calling Joe Namath. <laughs> that's right. Um, I've seen those. You know, you just, you know, you go, you know what? I have Tom. I'm going to call Tom. And I know that he's going to answer my questions. He's not going to try and pull one over me. You got it. Well, Tom, speaking of calling you, you, you kicked off our Medicare series. You're finishing up our Medicare series. Wonderful. How can people get a hold of you if they're trying to reach you or Sovereign Select? So you can call the office 262-641-4111. Also email me, tom at sovselect.com. You can also visit us online, www.sovselect.com. Yep. I'll put that link in the show notes. That's sovselect.com. Tom, I got to uh, thank you for coming on. This is uh, this is great. Yeah. I like the idea of educating people. You like the idea of educating people. I hope everyone got a, a crash course in advantage, supplement, kind of the, the head-to-head versus. And it's not a, a better or worse. I think it's just what's a better situation for you personally. And I, I think that came across. 
everybody's different and that's the that's the exact key everybody's different there's there's a ton of different ways to look at this and different perspectives to look at medicare supplement and medicare advantage and how it works with each individual person the two things though comfort um, is one angle to look at it from and finances is the other and just overall lifestyle and needs so yeah perfect well thanks tom for joining us uh, yeah, the, thanks for having podcast. me on i really appreciate it Absolutely. And thank you too for listening to the Retirement Reveal podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you'll feel better about your money and you'll make better money decisions. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.